This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, starting off with the, uh, the forecast because it was, man, God, it was hot yesterday. Huh, brutal. I literally had a golf lesson. Mm-hmm. I stayed for about six minutes and said, we, we can't be out here. This oh. is ridiculous. Uh, how'd, you, how'd you swing for those six minutes? It wasn't bad. No? It, it worked out. Maybe because it was so hot, my muscles loosened up. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> a little gooey out there? A little, little gooey in the muscle, muscle area. So I was like, oh, nice fluid swing there, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the deal. Not as hot and not as humid today. Still very warm and muggy, though. High of 88 degrees tonight. Clear, a bit cooler, low of 70. And then on Friday, partial sun, an isolated afternoon uh, shower most of the uh, day. Um... Less humid late, though. High of 86. Then tomorrow, on Saturday, mostly sunny and 77. Sunday, mostly sunny and 80 degrees. Weather looking much, much better after. Well, you know, 88 today is not a little muggy, but it's not going to be anywhere near what it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So That's good. It's mostly sunny and 70 degrees right now. So is Lame Brain with us? Or what, what, what is she doing? She was up, and I don't know where she went. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> Honest to God. I don't know. She was up a second ago, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she was gone. So, Do you think that, that there, there's an age range where paying attention just isn't part of the deal? Uh, well, I think we rely on so many other people now to take care of like our shortcomings. Because when it, even with parents, with friends, like I had a friend of mine uh, who put up a new website and I had to hit him up and go, hey, by the way, you got a little tiny misspelling there on your website. And they were like, thank you for proofreading that. And I said, yeah, no problem. Uh, we just rely on so many other people to take care of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So And they never do it. No, you're right. Oh, it looks like she may be. Uh, well, she was live for a second she, there, and then it went back to a still still photo. Yeah. So I don't, Oh, she's. it looks like she's in. Let's see if we can bring she's her She's a up. disaster. Are you there, Brett? How do I sound? Be right. honest. There you go. Horrendous. Oh, terrible, actually. Oh, my God. I mean, the connection's fine, but you yourself yeah. sound absolutely terrible. Exactly right. Yeah. The content, garbage. Yeah, so far. <laughs> so far it has been. Now, you're, you're at the house. You're testing out the, the house. New, testing out the new studio, are you? Yeah, I made a last-second switch because I was like, oh, I'll just go in the basement. That'll be great. It's an unfinished basement. Yes, it'll look like I'm in a Saw movie, but that's fine. No, but then the water... Didn't. The water heater started making some noise, and I just made a last-second oh. switch and moved into a closet. So now I feel like I'm copying Kristen Burt. Mm-hmm. I'm a Kristen Burt wannabe with less nice clothes. Now we're talking. So you want to talk a coincidence, an amazing coincidence. So I'm pulling out of my driveway today, and my neighbor John is walking his dog. So he comes over. He goes, hey, I got to ask you a question. I said, yeah, what's that? He's a huge listener. Listens to every minute of every show. Yeah. <laughs> He said, I got to ask you a question yesterday. When you guys were yelling at each other, was that real? Or were you, were you in a fight? Or what, what, what was that all about? And I said, no, it was not real. Yeah, I'm going to tell somebody, none of your goddamn business. <laughs> and it's be just, sincere about it. This is what's funny, Tom. I don't even remember what he's specifically talking I about. Yeah, I was going to say. how uneventful it was yeah, for me. You're going to have to be more specific, right. John, on which argument you were talking <laughs> about. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny, Tom. Like, literally, I, it, I'm trying to even ping. I remember laughing so hard. We posted the video of you going, was it a light plane? That's all I really remember from yesterday. <laughs> was laughing. it? We still don't know. Well, it was a light um, plane. Uh-huh. Oh, so, like I yeah. So tell John it it must have uh, if it was real, it wasn't very eventful on a. It doesn't matter. Didn't matter to anybody. That yeah, was very true. I don't, 
I don't think so. Like today, though, as a beautiful follow-up to the whole getting pissed off at each other, nobody told me you were staying home today. Oh, I it was the last second thing. Gogo was up all night. Yeah, well, that's my fault. Me a it text was... on the way in, or so you know. I well, I didn't know. If, like maybe. I shot Rudy a text, and then I didn't want to bug you, and then oh, I was like, okay. I should have. Te- I almost texted you guys both at like two a.m. But you then I was have, like. Yeah. I didn't, the last thing I'd want is to wake you guys up. So I was like, I was kind of debating. And then I was like, a part of really Tom, just cause I'm so tired at first. I was like, Oh, maybe. And then I was like, no, you know what? You and Amy have both told me to try out my new microphone right. in our, in case of emergencies. And I was like, all right, today's the day. So it's kind of exciting for me, except I'm in a closet, but I do feel like I'm with you guys. It sounds fine. Sound, you sound good. I mean, well, for I've you. Never- I was going to say, you've never told me that before. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the deal right there, but it just, you know, no, I, it, uh, so yeah, I think having studios in several different places is a good idea because, I mean, I, especially in the winter when it's snowing like a madman, there's just no reason to go into the main studio if you can do it from home. I need a studio, though, in, uh, your condo in Florida. That's what I'm. Oh, gonna is that where you? Okay, okay, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's going to be my third location. <laughs> I'll tell Andy to set it up. I agree. We'll be good oh. to go. Tallow out that that giant walk-in closet. Sorry, Catherine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're <right>. out. <laughs> hey, I'll. I would love to broadcast right next to her clothes. Catherine, what a piece of work. That's all I'm she's, saying. She's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, join us at Carousel Park in front of the grandstand this Saturday, just two days from now, 10 to 11 a.m. We'll be joined by legendary broadcaster Don Shelby, along with Brittany, maybe even a few other surprise guests. Maybe Tevlar is going to be there. Tevin, maybe Reggie from Reggie's Must Be Rough. I think that's absolutely true. Uh, I'm just what I'm trying to do at the fair because it's going to be such a big audience. Is I'm trying to prove just how racist I really am. That's what I'd mm-hmm. like to do. Since I've been on the on the uh, television now for about two, 20 years, I figured uh, let me show you how it's done. Yeah, Tom, you know I mean? don't forget sexist. Oh, and sexist too, yeah. Homophobe, don't forget that. And ageist. Yeah. Ageist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I must yeah. be. I never. I've been called ageist yet. What did I do now with ageism? There's got to be something I did with ageism. Yeah. Well, you told you told me Gogo was pretty dumb for a one year old. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. I've never you met Gogo. That's kind of a tough call since I've never You're met just, her. You just knew by proximity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's all true. No, I, I, I suppose that whole thing about, well, you guys really pissed off. But I suppose if, if you know, because I know my delivery is a bit different because of where I grew up and all the rest of it. And I suppose if you haven't been, the whole goal where I grew up was to be a smart ass and take shots at people. That's so, it, it really is funny, Tom, because I'm telling you, like, there are times you and I have been absolutely, you know, gotten mad at each other. But what's nice is like, usually I'll be like, hey, what's going on? Why do you hate me right now? Or you'll say, hey, Brittany, what's going on with you? Why are you so prickly? So it's like funny because you and I are pretty blunt, especially out yeah. there, like if it was a real thing. But like, I can promise you, I'm telling you, I'm trying to think in my brain of anything that's happened in the last 48 hours that I've been, uh, nope, I got nothing. So <laughs> You got nothing. There's nothing to it. Well, do you think part of that is being in the army? You had to be verbally tough in the army, didn't you? Yeah, I also just know you really well. Well, yeah, I mean, we've known each other for years. I always walk away from things with you and I, even, like, if you get mad about something else, usually that's something else going on. But, like, 
I always know you and I will be fine. That's why, like, no matter what, I want to walk away being like, whatever endeavor we go on, I just want to make sure I can come to your house or hang out with oh, your no. family. No, too. no, we're not going to start Every, doing that. No. Especially Florida in the middle of winter oh, in Jesus. Catherine's closet. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, well, I just want to make sure everything was good. But I do, yeah. uh, the studio sounds great. You sound, there's no echo or anything like that. That's great. Oh, my God, I'm a professional. No, well, somebody else said it up. Come on. Yeah, come on now. About that, you know, it's, it's one of those situations. <laughs> so talented. Is Dougie on the horn? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on the line, Doug Sprinthal, live and the new GM from flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin, home of my new Ford Mustang. As a matter of fact, online flagshipford.com. That's flagshipford.com. Dougie, what the hell is with my baseball team? I, I can't take it. In. That bullpen is horrendous. I don't even watch. I don't blame you. <laughs> I texted I you last night. You never replied. I'm mad. You know, I'm a, I got a few more things to do than just sit around selling cars every two seconds. <laughs> I was texting you to thank you for talking me into watch, watching Fisk. I saw that. I saw that this morning, as a matter of fact. Isn't Fisk wonderful? Oh, God. The end of the first episode <laughs> where the guy's doing the penis painting. Yes. <laughs> He's painting her portrait with his penis. <laughs> Oh, my God. And the line right before that, when, you know, the, the lawyer says, well, you know, he, he'll work off a photograph. And, she, and the woman goes, I prefer sitting. <laughs> Honestly, God, if you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, it's on, it's on Netflix, right? Uh, yes, it is. Yep. Netflix. We still got a, there's a season two and a season three, but I can't find them anywhere in America. I don't know what the hell happened, but uh, we got to get it. I mean, she, this Tiffany is just... Or Kitty, I'm sorry, not it's not Tiffany. It's it's Kitty Flanagan is her name. That woman, don't you love the fact that she wears the same outfit every day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, in the open, you know, when she's got the brown pantsuit on and she's sitting in the brown chair, and right. the assistant comes in and sits on her because she doesn't oh, know there's a person so there. Funny. Like, oh god! And the brother, the guy that runs the uh, law office, doesn't he re- remind you of Murray, the manager from Flight of the Concords? Oh God, yes. Oh yeah, oh, god. totally. It's just exactly like him. It's just I. I Australian and New Zealand. I think, I don't know, it's the accent or the humor just from both rolled together. But thanks for uh, turning me on to that. Like you were always looking for quirky and, yeah. and unusual stuff to watch. It's true. When I'm honest to God, one of my favorites with that brown outfit again in that brown chair, there's a quick line, and I don't remember what episode it's in, but somebody walks in and looks and goes, My God, have you gained a lot of weight? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm as big as a chair now. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's it's a great F I S K Fisk. It's on Netflix. I think, boy, I I don't know anybody that wouldn't like it. It's very clever. Yeah, I like it. So thank you very much. You you horn tootin', not a problem. So what else has happened with you, Pally? Well, let's talk uh, trucks specifically for a moment. Um, you don't know this because you're not a truck guy, but there are still inventory problems with Ford Super Duties. These are the 250 and the 350s, not the half-ton pickups that are the number one seller. It takes about, but if you can get an order placed on one, it takes about a year to get one right now. We've got a couple of late model used Super Duties that went for the trucks truckers out in the audience. Uh, we've got a three-quarter ton diesel in uh, 2021, so only got 20,000 miles on it. And we just bought it. It's kind of sad. It was an estate sale. We bought a, a 23 
uh, gas-powered Super Duty that's uh, only got 2,000 miles on it. That'll be on the lot, I think, tomorrow. And you can see these trucks. And if you have any truck questions at all, just get a hold of me at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. Or if you don't want to email me, just go to the website, and you can check it out yourself. You know, one thing you're really lucky about, Doug Sprinthal. Being your friend? Yeah, oh, yes. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Now, <laughs> the fact that Brittany is doing the, the – she's testing out her new home studio because, like I said, yeah. in, the, in, in the winter, there's no reason to drive through a, a storm to get to work if you can just do it from your house, right? Well, and I, re- I it's been a while, but I remember raising little kids, and they always come first. Oh, yeah. There's no ties, and that's just the way it is. But – you don't have to put up with this. Rudy and I do have to put up with this. We have to stare at a picture of her all day with a big smile on her face like, I'm happy, Tom and Rudy. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> want to put on the actual, yeah. she doesn't want to like, do the yeah. actual video so we can oh. see she's got a rat nest for a haircut <laughs> this morning. First, and, off, first uh, off, I always look exactly as disheveled as when I walk into that studio, <laughs> always. And I was like, even during this break, now i got to like figure out how to make the camera work without messing up the microphone. I have like 40 things plugged into my MacBook. I'm like so stunningly beautiful in the morning that I honestly wanted to like ramp you guys into it. I understand completely. Oh, by the way, and Doug, maybe this is something you'd... uh, Jennifer Lawrence has a new movie out. It's good. I, I wouldn't say it's a great movie by any stretch, but it's very entertaining. She's a hell of a talent, by the way. And the kid that's in it with her... Uh, really good acting. Uh, and again, I really liked it. I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but I think you'll like it. But there's a woman in it who's pregnant. And honest to God, Brittany, she could be your almost twin sister. Well, I wonder if it's Lake Bell. Because like, there's an actress, Lake Bell, that every time she's yeah, in some... I, She does look like you. I know who she is. That's a, I had never drawn that conclude parallel before, but I think you're right. Who is that? Yeah. Uh, she was in a movie called In a World, where it was like a voiceover movie, and uh, every time she's in something, or like when she does like a new movie, everybody goes up to me and says, you look just like Lake Bell. Um, we're both- was, wasn't she in Boston Legal for a few seasons? She could be. I've never seen that. I think she was. I think that might have been what broke her with Bill Shatner and all those crazy people. Yeah, she's... Uh, I think the talent, we're both very talented. And I think that kind of. And, and humble. And humble Super too. Humble. And, and humble. And I mean, it's hard to be this humble when I'm sitting on my closet floor, but I'm still doing it. Tom, she's up on your screen right now. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just yeah, popped that whole situation. She, you're better looking than she is. She looks like your brother. Oh, well, yeah, again, you're lying through your teeth, sir. Although, wouldn't, Rudy, to be totally honest, oh, Brittany's Rudy better involved in this. Yeah, yeah, I've already said this. I think she's nowhere near as stunning as Lake Bell is. Lake Bell is <laughs> oh, a... Okay. Oh. Way to support your co-worker. Really nice. Oh, why does it hurt more the second no, time? Don't, look, don't get me wrong. Lake Bell is an attractive woman. That's not what I'm saying. No, but not compared to you. I the son that I bring into your life. That's exactly what I was thinking right there. All right, Dougie, so when are you coming in again after, um, after the break? Probably the second Thursday of September. You guys are off that first week. so I'm looking forward to it. There's no question. I mean, not just being off, but then coming back and seeing you, Dougie. Yeah, no. It doesn't get any better than that. You get to work with Lake Bell's better-looking doppelganger and me. <laughs> and you, too, yes. And oh, you'd be yeah. a doppelganger. Who do, you, who do people say you look like? Yeah, Doug, that's a great question. <clears throat> Nobody anymore. A long time ago, when I was in my 20s, 
I got mistaken for Todd Rundgren quite often. I really? have long um, hair like his, and I've got kind of a you know a real rectangular face, and and I was uh, considerably skinnier than I am today. But now I just look like my dad. Oh well, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I wouldn't think anyway. Mm-hmm. I've never met your dad, but who knows, right? Right. All right. Is that going to do it for you, Buster Brown? That's it. Mm-hmm. I gotta brush my teeth and get in the car and head to Wisconsin. One hell of a job, I thought. Thanks, Dougie. See you guys later. Bye. Doug Sprinthal. We'll be right back right after this. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says riding a bus to school is 13 times safer than riding in a passenger vehicle and 10 times safer than walking to school. The reality of school bus safety is that more children are hurt outside the bus than inside as passengers. Most of the children who lose their lives in bus-related crashes are pedestrians, four to seven years old, who are hit by the bus or by motorists illegally passing a stop school bus. Please be patient and use extra caution when driving near children and school buses. And never pass a bus when the arm is down and red lights are flashing. The children inside and their parents are counting on us. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in an accident. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to a lawyer. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are we back. Are back. Oh, look, oh, look who's, who's up, up here, here now. You got the, I don't worry about that echo. It's not a big problem. So, so now you're going to be, you're going to be up live. Anybody with I just, me? There I muted go. myself. Sorry. That's my bad. Hey, I'm still getting used to this. I'm trying. I got the camera up. 
I got I got next next commercial break. I'm gonna run and get an extension cord. I feel like we're in business. You're kind of glowy. What is, is that? A yellow light above you or I think, something? I think it's just because my no, it's uh, the light some... above you. Oh, there you go. That's much worse. Oh, I'm, so, I'm I look great in the morning. <laughs> oh, I look great. Wait, what are you talking about? I look great. I look amazing. No, that's so. Where are you right now? You're in your in closet. Our, uh, guest bedroom's closet. So that's a good spot. Like I said, it sounds good. There's no echo, nothing like that. So it looks good, sounds good. What the hell? Yeah, I can start putting on winter clothes or my mom's clothes that she has here. Or, ooh, look at this formal dress I could put on. Oh, you got a formal dress? Yeah, we got everything in this closet is like not everyday wear. Good morning. We got a guest coming in. Oh, you going to put him over there? Yep. All righty. We're just talking to Brittany. Brittany stayed home today because she decided to, to be lazy and worthless. Yeah. It's one of those kind of situations. It's just how it is. So what's, Jeff, what's happening? <laughs> I like that. A handshake and a wink. I just feel like I bought something from Jeff Fozer. <laughs> I didn't know I was on yet, so I was just doing handshake stuff. Not hey, great whatever. for radio. Good to see it's you. It's fine. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Hey, this has nothing to do with radio, podcast, or anything. This is, this is, it's always been like 37, 38 years now of BS. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, I remember. I, you've I been so kind those. to have me on multiple times, and uh, yeah, I don't 100% know kind BS. <laughs> you carry me the entire time. That's not being kind. I got to say that in front of you, right? Wait till we get out in the parking lot. We say different things about you it's a different yeah i understand <laughs> what do you get together with people who are deep into their politics i don't get along with any it doesn't matter which side we're talking either i do not get along with people that are really deep into their politics no it doesn't like, it doesn't matter for me either calm down right yeah yeah, yeah jeff is everybody's hinge you oh, really you, yeah because like you know so many people and everybody loves you like if two people hate each other i think they can all agree that they both like jeff Fozer. oh that's sweet of yeah. You. yeah and sometimes i can bring them together but not for long no <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm about to give you the biggest compliment i've ever given anyone ever okay do you act as well I, i've tried in the past i'm no, not I'm, I'm not great at it but uh, uh it's something why. i'd like to do a little bit more I mean this as the highest compliment I've ever given anyone. I do. You should play Groucho Marx. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That Don't would you be think? Fun. Yeah. You yeah. would nail that role. Oh man. well, thanks. Yeah. Let's, I think wait, who do we great. call right now? Let's call somebody. Go. Let's get this movie going. Well, let's call the president of Hollywood. I know <laughs> the, the guy. president. I know, of I know him quite well. I, I know. I have an in. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I would. I would never be in a movie. That with anybody that would cast me as Groucho Marx. You never do. <laughs> yeah. I never think about That's He right. was unbelievable. He was wonderful. God, I loved him. That, that line about the woman with the 11 children that came out in the 1950s. You ever hear this one? No. 1955, I think it was. This is on live television in like 1955, maybe late 50s, somewhere in the 50s. And he's in, he goes, so uh, where are you from? She goes, I'm from Santa Clara. Oh, Santa Clara, beautiful place. So you married? Yes, uh, that's not a great Groucho impression. I do understand that. <laughs> I do understand that's true. But he said, are you married? She goes, yes, I am. Uh, you have a family? Why, yes, uh, as a matter of fact, Groucho, we do have a wonderful family. We have 11 children. And there's this very long pause, and Groucho says, you know, I like my cigar, too, but I take it out of my mouth once in a while. <laughs> in 1955, on live television, oh he refers to the cigar as her husband's penis, basically. <laughs> oh, what a, what a master. <laughs> well, he was a master. I don't know. 
and that particular brand of comedy that anybody will ever touch what he did. No, he was great. You're only God. as old as the women you feel. That was the <laughs> one I remember. <laughs> and he did the thing, by the way. He did That's the deal. Right, yeah. Which I, let me just tell you something. When he used to come on Johnny Carson with that rainbow knit hat that he was wearing toward the end of his life, it was fantastic. It was indeed. So, Jeff, life is good. You're on the road a lot. Uh, I'm trying to stick close to home, but I do. I just loaded up my uh, calendar this year with about uh, 14 shows uh, this fall, um, and I'll add a few more. But I like to stay close by. I got four kids, so oh yeah, yeah. okay. Um, mostly Minnesota, a little bit of Wisconsin stuff. Yeah, both uh, those kids live in Wisconsin. The other two in Minnesota. That's, that's what right. he's talking about. That's yes, all over the place. He has four <laughs> kids. He only knows one of them now. That's right. Yes. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> he only knows one of them. That's real nice. <laughs> Honestly, God, yeah. Well, I understand. If you got a family, you don't want to get to uh, age range of the kids is what? Wow, I got it. I got an adult boy, twenty one this year. Uh, wow. Two teenagers, and then uh, a nine year old. Whoops, there he, there he is. He snuck up on us. You got to stay home, then. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. They're fun to hang out with. Yeah, but I've been keeping busy, and we got some really good shows coming up. So. Jesse, the Shrinks Midlife Crisis Show, <laughs> August thirtieth, House of Comedy. Uh, great idea. I love the fact that Minnesota, Minnesota is still known as one of the greatest sources of comedy in America, if not the world. Why do you think that is? Is it an education level thing? Because Minnesotans tend to be, and Midwesterners tend to be very highly educated in general. Yeah, that might be part of it. I think there's just such a mix of different people, such a variety here that, um, and that's such a huge piece of entertainment that spans a, a large spectrum of, uh, you know, opinions and styles that uh, right. we're, we gravitate towards that. You know, I'm a sucker for, you know, variety shows and all kinds of different things. And comedy has all of that boiled into it. Um, uh, you know, it's something interesting about this midlife crisis show. I didn't even know it was called that. Until after I agreed to it, and then I saw the poster, okay. and I was like, "Oh, really? You're gonna put me on this show with all these older? I don't know what's going on here." I, gotta... you know, I was gonna say, you know, you don't look midlife crisisy. Well, thanks. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel it, but thank you. I, yeah. I try and take good care of myself. So, where'd you grow up? Uh, here in the Twin Cities. I'm a St. Paul boy. St. Paul. Live there. Yeah. We're in St. Paul. I uh, grew up kind of in the Highland Village area. Mm. I'm in the I'm in the northeast corner now, on the edge of Maplewood. Still so. one of the two great delis in the state of Minnesota. Cecil's. Cecil's. Oh my goodness! Oh. I, I had a Reuben there last week. I think. Did you really? Oh boy, tell me that place is magic. I love that place. Yeah. And I one of the reasons I love it so much, you will find older Jewish men looking at the menu, and every one of them cannot decide what they want. Yeah, just one of them. <laughs> yeah, one of the older Jewish men, exactly. But they look at the menu, and they, they smack in their lips, and, and all of a sudden they go, Oi, Gewalt, <laughs> which I just love. Yeah. See, I grew up in North Minneapolis, a very Jewish, neighbor, Jewish black and Catholic neighborhood back in those days. Yeah. And uh, Plitman's Deli was heaven to oh us. We go to the we go to the deli. As a matter of fact, very quickly. And these guys on the show have heard this before. But I'm a very young boy, six, five, six, seven years old. I walk into Plitman's Deli, and I I get a roast beef sandwich. And the guy says, "What would you like with your roast beef sandwich?" And I said, <laughs> "I said, how about a glass of milk in a deli?" Yeah. And he goes, "No, goyish anachus." 
And I went, okay, <laughs> works for me. That means Gentile pleasures is what that means. Oh. <laughs> Gentile pleasures. A little Gentile came in and ordered milk with meat. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, it reminds me of ordering uh, ordering big slabs of meat in a smokehouse down in Austin, Texas. Oh, God. And um, uh, somebody next to me asked for sauce, and they, like, just shoot them away. And then I asked for, I said, do you have a fork or any utensils? And they were like, they're on the ends of your hand. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. no sauce. You just eat. You just you shove eat that meat in your face, man, with your hands. I was telling these guys when I was in Kansas City God. doing shows, we stopped off. We, we've talked about this before, the name of that place in Kansas City where they just sit and scream at you the whole time when you order. Remember that? We, we, oh, you're talking about Arthur Bryant's? Not Arthur Bryant's. It was, oh, I'm, I'm spacing on in the Kansas name. Kansas City? Kansas City, yep. And it, it's right across the street from the comedy club of Kansas City. We walked in, and I just heard these people saying, oh, we got to get Bernays. I got to get Bernays. And I know nothing about barbecue, so I walked up to the counter, and I was like, I'll take an order of Bernays. <laughs> and he's like, what? I said, uh, Bernays? She goes, what the hell is Bernays? I'm like, <laughs> I guess, ma'am, I'll be honest. I'm just ordering what the people in front of me ordered. And she slams her hand on the counter, and she goes, Mother effort, do you mean burnt ends? And I was like, burnt oh, ends, burnt baby. ends. Oh. I, burnt meant, ends. I meant burnt ends. And yeah. I swear to God, she goes, too late, pork sandwich, next. Really? <laughs> yep. I, they gave me a pork sandwich. Couldn't get burnt ends because I messed it up. Oh, right wow. And I bet yeah. it was amazing. And the best bar. We had, and they kicked us out, so they made us sit out in the parking lot. They wouldn't let us sit because oh I was such an God. idiot. So there's four guys, four comedians, just eating messy barbecue pork sandwiches out in the parking lot. And it was one of the best meals I've wow. ever had. Is the Fox Theater still in Kansas City? I don't know. That's a good question. It used to be for, for years. One of my favorite stories about Kansas City has to do with Kevin Meany, whom I do miss, by the way. He, he could be a very odd man, but uh, yeah. he also, when you had him in studio, he worked very hard. He was very funny. We happened to have him in studio the day that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was arrested. Oh, boy. And they, they, they talked about going through the apartment and finding all these body parts and all the rest of it. And Kevin Meany's sitting there live on, on the air. He's in studio. And he goes, Tom, can you imagine being, being the janitor or the, the, maybe the guy who rented it out, uh, the apartment to him? You open the door, you look, and you go, all this carpet's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin, a couple of weeks later, he's on the road. He's in Kansas City, and he's on the phone with me. He's in the car. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's in the car, and he said, Tommy, I gotta, I'm going by the theater. I gotta, I've never seen my name on a marquee before. This is going to be so exciting, and I want to do it live on the air because it's the first time I'm going to ever see it live, my name up on a real theater marquee. Yeah. And all of a sudden he goes, son of a bitch, just like that. <laughs> I said, uh-oh, what happened? This is Kevin Meany I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. There's a pause, and he said, you know what it says up on the marquee? I said, what? Welcome, Kelly Mealy. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Do you That's, get that once in a while? All the time. I, oh, I, I see my name spelled P-O-V-I-C-H. Oh. I saw Rudy with an I one time. I've yeah. seen oh. Rand, Randy Povich was up Rand, on a poster Randy once. Povich. I'm like, all right, just fine, whatever. Have you gotten a Ruby yet? I haven't That'd gotten a Ruby oh. yet. Ruby. Yeah, I'll, Ruby. See, I'll see if I can pull it up. But there is audio of a local oh. comedian who has known me for like five years. You know him, <laughs> Jeff. His name is Ira Ford. Yeah, I know. Ira... 
famously screws up everybody's names. It really? doesn't yeah, yes, all, he does. Famously, and he doesn't do it on purpose. Mm -mm. I was in uh, Los Angeles, and I had met Matthew Broussard, very funny guy, great comedian. And he said, uh, man, I was just at Acme like four months ago, and the guy who brought me up on stage, I told him my name like six times, and he butchered it. And I said, Ira Ford. And he goes, yes. <laughs> How did you know? You and I'm like, because he does it all the time. That's yeah. his MO. He screws up everybody's name. I got a Fred Poser one time. Fred Poser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Not Fred Jeff Poser. Poser. Wow. Fred Poser. Yeah. There's no question. Fred Poser. <laughs> I'm just telling you, that's what... I don't understand people, first of all... Now, these are people that knew you were coming, correct? Yes. Yes. Why wouldn't you check to make sure you got their name right? Like, when I get these sheets, I look, I make sure I have the pronunciation correct, mm -hmm. I do all the stuff. You, you don't just... Here, oh, he's on now, let me grab this. Well, Bill Flanagan. It's no, because you care. It's because you yeah, care, Tom. Yeah, Tom, you've always looked at that as like a big sign of respect. Or disrespect. Now like that's when I true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you treat that as like the biggest deal, but I don't. I don't know if people are on that the same as you do. Not same deal. No, I don't think so. Because it's like, I mean, I think especially now with the internet too, you just have no. You you try to look up pronunciations. You have no idea. You're running around crazy, and uh, yeah. But I feel like honestly, poser is not a bad last name, Jeff. I think you should stick with that one. <laughs> yeah, poser go with poser. Just drop the yeah. F. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah, why not? I'm going to drop the F in a minute. Thank you very much. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Tom Brainerd, I get once in a while. Yep. Hey, yep. Tom yeah. Brainerd, how you doing? I've heard okay. Barnyard. Barnyard. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm on the Tim Barnyard show, folks. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Here's here's Ira Ford. Now remember, I've known this guy for three, four years. Yeah. I have had many. He's brought me up on stage many times. Times. This is him because he's such a pothead. This is him butchering my name. <laughs> All right, we got a special guest in the building. Please give it up for Randy Povin. <laughs> Randy Povin, yes, the very famous Randy Povin, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. Absolutely. Was he right. that high? Oh, he's high all the time. Oh. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah. And he yeah. listen, he sells t-shirts that basically say I'm high all the time. So I don't mind <laughs> disclosing it over the air. Yeah, it's it's fine. a good merch yeah. game. Yeah. Strong uh -huh. merch game. Yeah. Honest to God. Jeff, I always ask people, is there one thing that inspired you to get into comedy? Um, yeah, actually, it was Acme uh, about 14 years ago. Somebody dragged me to the open mic. I didn't even know the place to, existed. Oh, sure. And yeah. then just be sitting in a room full of people laughing. Um, I went home and started writing. I didn't even know I had all that in my head. But, you know, also I grew up with, um, uh, you know, Groucho. I watched, I loved, um, you know, the variety shows like Carol Burnett. I was, oh, God, I was a Carol sucker Burnett. for, uh, you know... Uh, the Dick Van Dyke show and just mm -hmm. anything where people were uh, fun and funny and they could do all the things, you know, we can dance, we can right. sing, we'll make you laugh and, and we're sweet. And I just thought that was the best. And when I saw people here locally getting up on stage and doing whatever they wanted to do just right. to see what stuck, I got hooked, man. And, uh, it's, it's been a fun ride ever since. And no, then I get to no meet question. cool cats like, uh, like uh, Randy Pogman. Mm -hmm. Randy Plogman. Uh, thanks, <laughs> yes. Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Fred. How you doing? Fred and Barney with us this morning, ladies and gentlemen. No, I mean, it's, 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 that's great to hear. It was a great experience. 
Yeah, I suppose if you had you seen live comedy before that day? Yeah, I think maybe my first live comedy show was 12 years old, Louis Anderson. Oh, Louis. Yeah, How did Guthrie. I know it was Louis? Oh, my gosh. Louis. I, I had friends that brought me there and I was floored. And then maybe not again until um, early 20s, I saw Stephen Wright in St. Oh, Paul. Oh, God. Probably at the Fitzgerald. Phenomenal. Yeah, blew my mind. I had no idea this was even an option. I just thought that was a, a level of entertainment that was for other people. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. it's fun that I fell into it. So I think it's great. Did yeah. you say that you saw Louis Anderson at the Guthrie? Does that sound right? Yeah, because that was where he yeah, did he that special years. ad, and that is <clears throat> such yep. an iconic man. Yeah. It's, it's To see people, they are falling out of their chairs. They are laughing so hard at that special. I'll quote him almost every day yeah. with other friends that just love that special, too. Yeah, so, yeah he, was, he was really something. And I got to bring my folks to see him. Um, you know, a few years ago, um, which was nice because they hadn't oh, been yeah. to oh. see Louie and they got to meet him and I was super excited to introduce mm-hmm. them and um, he was just a kind and loving fella and, and the best. on. St- I, I brought him to the old joke joint in Lilydale. Oh, God, yeah. And Absolutely. he got up on stage and the first thing he said was, uh, it was so nice out today. I almost took a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I love Louie. Yeah, and then it was just brilliant even from then on. One of the great, uh, I guess, decades or a couple of decades of my life, my mother and Louie Anderson became really good friends. Cool. And to watch Louie just suck up to my mother, he adored my mother. My mother adored him. She had uh, statues, and I grew up Catholic, had little statues of angels, Mm Mm-hmm. And Louis Anderson. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. You put Louis' statue. Remember the little bobblehead they made of Louis? Yeah. It's right there. And all the angels and then Louis bobbing his head. So it was fun. just a wonderful. But those two, oh, yeah. my God. To have, you know, this is a good good point in, in having you on. Um, it's a good spot here to bring up the fact that I missed it so much during COVID. My whole career at KQR was built, was built on having comedians in. Yeah. It's what blew the show sky high. And for two, three years, almost, yeah, about three years for sure, you just couldn't do it. Nobody would come in. Yeah. Everybody, oh, you can't have people in. You got to blah, 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 blah. How did you fill that? Uh, how did you fill that spot? Just with just crabbiness. Just in your life? Oh. <laughs> I just got crabby as hell. It was, God damn it. <laughs> I like to laugh. I like to be around very funny people. Yeah. My family was very funny because sure. of a lot of struggle, you know, very, very poor. So what we always turned, every weekend, my family would get together at my mother's house, and they would either, you know, play the piano and sing or tell jokes or do whatever. I mean, th- what we're doing right now is what my family did for entertainment on weekends. Hey, what was this all about? Did you hear about this? Yeah. Hey, let's, you know, tell some jokes. Let's do whatever. I, I hated not having comedians come into the studio. And it's not just being on the air either. And that's great, too, don't get me wrong. But being in studio like you are now is huge yeah. because the reaction you know, person to person for me, comedy, having you guys on stage and you women on stage, making eye contact with everybody. I I don't know that people realize how important that really is. 
Because there are some comedians that tend to look over people's heads like this. They look over their head instead of make it. That's a mistake, man. I'm very aware of that, too. I, oh, re- I really yeah. like to look in people's faces because I need to know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Early on, that wasn't, I, I mean, I couldn't do it because I was so in my head and I wanted to yeah. be so scripted. And, yeah. you know, you're so nervous. Up th- I mean, it's still a scary thing, but, the you know, the gag is you pretend like everything's cool and yeah. everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, exactly. and you're okay with this. Um, and, and so, you know, for the most part, it is. But uh, I couldn't look at people because I yeah. wouldn't know how to, you know, there was no improv muscle in me right. built yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is important. Yeah. You know, that's, a good, that's a good way to bring it up, that, that improv muscle. A lot of people, I would say most people who think they can do improv cannot do improv. I agree with that. That is absolutely yeah. true. And that's what you're talking about. There is that, we can call it a muscle. Some people have that muscle, and most people don't. Yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. And there's I mean, a there's a lot of comedians too that are amazing stand-ups, incredible stand-ups. Yep. And the second somebody from the crowd throws their rhythm off and says something, oh. they tank. Yeah. They don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. They, they have to segue back into the act because they don't have that improv muscle because it's so two wildly different art forms. Yeah. Well, and and, and we all have it because we're talking. And, yeah right. And, and, yeah, and there's exactly. a there's a yes, and you say the next thing. Mm-hmm. And, oh, our buddy Ryan Call uh, this week at, at the Acme Open Mic, he came up to me. He's always running bits with me, and he goes, "Ask me if I do improv." I go, "Do you do improv?" He goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. You know that oh, opposite of yes, yeah. Nice mm-hmm. work. <laughs> see, that's what li- that's how life should be all the time. There's no question about it. But I I, I do hope. Because you guys are going through some stuff. There's done by guys, I mean, all comedians, where, oh, that's not funny. Oh, this is not funny. I mean, mm. Queen just got nailed for releasing Fat Bottom Girls about 50 years ago. Yeah. Can mm-hmm. we calm down a little? Yeah. I think they missed the reference there, by the way, too. <laughs> because I don't think it was a Fat Bottom Girl they were talking about. Sure. Pay attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So shut up. But yeah, you people went through a lot because of that's not funny anymore. This is not funny. What'd you say that for? It's like, oh God, why? Because you can't do it. Now you have to criticize everybody else who can be funny. Right. Is that what that was all about, you think? I'm not sure. I mean, but we, we can say whatever we want. We just have to be, you know, each individual has to be ready for dealing with how everybody yeah. reacts to it. You know, and I don't I don't like feeling awful about people feeling awful. Right. So, yeah. you know, I tend to shift my plus, you know, I mean, I I don't get in uh, personally. I don't get into too much trouble just telling dumb stories about my kids and my family and whatever observational love, stuff I can <laughs> yeah. find here. You, and there. you get in more trouble with the family than you do anybody else. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I have to go back home know. and I live with them. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's yes. going to be a problem. I'm sorry. Ooh. We can't have it. We just can't have it. There's no question. Yeah. I got to ask you, yeah. because everyone I know who had like a whoopsie child who's like, you know, staggered off a little bit, yeah. that kid is always the funniest kid. Is your nine-year-old just hilarious? You know what? He is, but all all of my kids are very funny in different oh, really? ways. But he, yeah, he is pretty funny. And I was a, you know, seven years later after my older brother and sister, just kind of, you know, last, third, yeah, slash yeah, yeah. only right. child. Uh, so, yeah, they tend to just... I guess we tend to just try and find the fun and, and absurdity and everything. And he's a little clown. So, yes, yeah. he's the answer to that. Yeah. Do, you, do you think, like, you as a parent, like, when you have a kid, like, way later, it's, is it necessarily easier? Or are you finding that you're just not taking it as, like, intense? Because, like, I have a one-year-old. And, re- and we have, it's our only child right now. And I feel like everything is intense. Like, that's why I'm here because she was up all night. 
like at when it's a little bit later, do you feel like you're a little bit calmer or the way that you react to parenting? Absolutely. And mostly it's because I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you are too, but just in yeah. a different way. And oh, so, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you can yeah. see she usually sits in that chair you're in. Yeah. And I look over every day and it's like. <laughs> okay, that's never happened. It has to. It's constant. And it's this deal. <laughs> so you might want to cover yawn. that yapper when you yawn. I yawn. I like, yawn. Oh, you yawn a lot. <laughs> but I, my personality is not dozing off. I like never doze off. I no. he wishes I would fall asleep. I'm usually like, I'm tired, but I'm just crazy instead. I love it. That's true. She is crazy. <laughs> uh, there's, you can't even argue that point. Yep. If you know what I mean. They're going to put padded walls in this one. I'm not going to spend any more time on it, but I do have to ask because I've asked these guys many times and our listeners as well. Do you think in today's uh, world, Richard Pryor would have been given the chance to break? Wow. Great question. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think it would have been tough. It would have been very, I think he would have had a little tough. underground uh, <laughs> yes. you know, fan club uh, that had to almost be half secret about you know, yeah. enjoying what he was doing. Um, but yeah, he was solid. Darn it. Yeah, that's tricky. I told his daughter and his son, because they used to come on the morning show all the time over KQ and talk to those guys, and I said, I'm still pissed off at your father for releasing a bunch of albums that I can't say the name of. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I'd like to buy that new album, that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That. Um, <laughs> something about being crazy. Uh, I know. It's like, Tom, I'm glad you didn't say a, a bunch of albums I can't say the name of on air. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Oh, behind the scenes. Yeah. So, so all I ever do What's is he yelling the in the car in the parking lot? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that big N is crazy. Super big N. Yep. You go down with a psyche. Thanks, Richard. Yeah. Say, do you have a copy back behind the counter there of... Yeah, no, you can't do it. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, 15 years old. I might have been a little older by then, maybe like 19, something like that. And Richard just released a new album. And I went to Music City, which 7th and Hennepin back mm -hmm. in those days, right? Yep. And I'm in there looking for it, uh, his new album. And there are all these, like, two or three young black women in yeah. there. I had black girls probably. They were probably 16, 17 years old. Sure. And one of them goes, oh, my God. And the other one goes, what? What's the matter? She goes, you know who Grace Slick is? You ever heard of Grace Slick? No. She was a singer. You guys, you guys know who Grace Slick is? I know the is? name. You got to look up her picture because this, <laughs> this next thing that she said was hilarious. Uh, Grace Slick was a very, very, very black woman. Yeah. I mean, maybe one of the blackest people I've ever seen, right? <laughs> she holds up the album cover. We had album covers back in those days. <laughs> and says, look at this girl. She's purple. And the other one goes, Seriously purple. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I miss those days. Can't yeah. even go to the record store anymore either. No. So th my life is over. Mm. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, getting back to like the guys like Pryor, if they would have been able to make it today, yeah. I I'm a big believer that regardless of the vehicle to get you to the top, uh, talent will always find a way to shine. Yeah. And, and I've said this before about they always do these stories with the, the gal from American Idol. What was her name? The blonde gal who does the Sunday night 
Uh, I'm wait, been waiting all day for Sunday night, the football. Carrie Underwood. Ca- Carrie Underwood. Sure. So, so they say, oh, Carrie Underwood was this waitress at a diner in the middle of, of, of you know Oklahoma. And if it wasn't for American Idol, she would have never been found. I find that to be BS. If American mm. Idol didn't exist, we would still have Carrie Underwood. And even though there's this whole group of people that think that Richard Pryor couldn't make it nowadays— I guarantee that there are enough people on this planet that would find that guy and go, this guy, you, he needs to be shared. He needs to be listened to. They would find a way. Because right now there are guys like Chappelle, Bill Burr, right. you know, uh, yeah. Shane yep. Gillis, guys like that yeah. that are just pushing the envelope every time they get on stage. And I imagine that Pryor would have, if you know, regardless of what the social media landscape is, he would have found a way and people would have put him up on a pedestal because he is that talented that's a good take i, I that's uh, that's tricky to argue with yeah uh, yeah it, that's a great way to think about that because we you and i both see other folks just working out material at open mics and and, and some of it i kind of turn my head sideways at a mm-hmm. little bit but then the crowd is in tears Absolutely. about it and i go yeah. huh well that's really interesting yeah so yeah i mean if you have the if you have the chops People, you know, and it's funny enough, people jump on board. Absolutely. That's neat. But Chappelle did go through it. I mean, Mm -hmm. Chappelle's brilliant. There's no doubt about it. And he went through it. Yeah. I don't know why they would like to do something like that about him. I I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I still love the fact that when he got his reparations check, he bought a semi full of cool cigarettes. <laughs> I just love that so much about Chappelle. I can't even tell you. Oh, He's good. driving up with the semi. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. You, you, you can stick around for a while, I hope. Yeah, we got some time if you'll have me. Yeah. No. Get out. <laughs> what I'm a not, jerk. Not having any fun at all, yeah. damn it. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillows regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98. Yeah, started at $69.98, now it's $19.98. What do you think of that action? Just 10 bucks more for king-size, by the way. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillow's history. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. With Labor Day savings at the Home Depot, we'll get your kitchen clicking. With top brand appliances, like a new LG refrigerator capable of making four different types of ice. Or an LG oven with built-in air fryer for healthier, crispier options. Plus, with convenient shopping in-store and online, your innovative new appliances are also just a click away. Get up to $700 off select appliances, plus an extra $1,000 off LG kitchen appliances, only at The Home Depot. Pricing value 824 through 913, U.S. only, see store or online for details. Hi, this is Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. 
Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as we hit a major milestone, 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. Each of our locations will host a local community appreciation day. Join us in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or Sauk Rapids as we roll off the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. We'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snow. Snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates nearest you. Throughout August, we've got something special planned. Follow us on social media as we unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right, 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You won't want to miss this, so mark your calendars and get in on the action during our 25th anniversary. Power Lodge, where your adventure begins. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff Fozer in studio. Jesse the Shrink's Midlife Crisis Show, August 30th at the House of Comedy. 7.30 is the time. Houseofcomedy.net for tickets. That's houseofcomedy.net. Jeff Fozer on the 30th of August at the House of Comedy. Great having you in studio. Thank you. You made my day. Like I... I'm telling you, you can ask everybody I work with. If comedians are around, I'm in a much better mood. Yeah. I just am. I always loved it. Yeah. Well, you seem pleasant now. So oh, look at Brittany. She's going to, yeah, that's yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> You're yeah. a much bigger prick when there aren't comedians. Oh, look at now. Kristen's doing it, too. Sure. Oh, yeah. I co-sign on that, too. The women are <laughs> turning on me. Great. Well, I'll be back tomorrow, then. Yeah, I come on back say, tomorrow. Please. How's your next week look, too? Yeah, yeah, I'm available. Oh, is that how it's going to be the rest of the day? Huh? Okay. Don't worry about Uncle Tommy, you know. In any case, Kristen Burt now joins us. Boy, I, I, a lot of people have been re- reaching out to me about Fisk. They're watching them. I still am pissed off. I cannot find the second and third seasons of Fisk anywhere, and I don't know where to look. I just, when are they going to bring them back? I want, because they were on Netflix, I guess. But they're not anymore. That's what I've been told. I'm going to hunt it down for you. I'm going to write myself a note, and I'll hunt it down for you, see what we can do. Thank you. Thank you very much. But uh, saw Jennifer Lawrence's new movie last night. It wasn't great, but it was very entertaining. She's a hell of a talent. She's great. And, you know, it's not not every actress could have pulled off No Hard Feelings the way she did. No way. You're right about that, especially with that young kid. Yeah, it, it, you know, because it's one of those, it's it's an awkward topic, but she han- she's so funny in it, honestly. Yes, like, her yes. physical comedy is really good in it, and she never takes herself too seriously, and I think that's why it works. You know what's amazing about her, and she, I think, does it on purpose? In some shots, she looks stunningly beautiful, and other shots, she looks like a complete goofball, and I think she does that on purpose. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the part of comedy, too, that, yeah. that works for her as an actress. And what yep. I love about her is that she can cross both genres. I yes. mean, she does drama just as seamlessly as she does comedy. But I, I think that if you get too caught up in, like, how pretty you're going to look in every yeah. moment, yeah. it's never going to work, especially for comedy. Do you think I like her so much because she reminds me a lot of my wife's sense of humor? I would think so. She's a strong female. You love a good, strong female. I do love good, strong females. I miss my mother. My mother's birthday is tomorrow. I just looked at it when we were talking about the good, strong women in my life. My mother was the prime example of that. Her birthday would have been, she'd have been a buck three tomorrow. Wow. Jesus. I wish you would have met Toots. You should have all met Toots. She was the greatest. She was named Toots because her real name was Theophila. Uh, and being called the love of God on a daily basis probably weighed a little heavy. Yes. I mean, that's a, that's a very important name. The, your name is Theophila, the love of God? Really? Okay. But in any case, uh, yeah, so that I thought that movie was good. The kid was terrific. Rosenbaum or Rosenbloom, I think his name was. I uh, can't yeah, remember his last you know, name, but he was really even, good. Yeah. I was going to say I'll look it up for you because I'm like, I don't even remember his name, but he is. He's really good. And, you know, they did a lot of the press junket together and oh, they okay. were really funny. They played off of each other really well. So you could tell that they had um, great chemistry. You know, Kristen, I was just talking to Jeff Fozer about the fact that for through two, three years, they were three years that no comedians came. Well, nobody came in studio. So I didn't see comedians for a few years. My entire career in morning radio was built on having comedians in comedy is a big part of it. And the only way I got through that whole deal was streaming because you just didn't see comedy anywhere. Not a lot of people on tour, all the rest of it. So I really got into, jumped into streaming heavily and there's a lot of good stuff out there. There is. Andrew Barth Feldman. Andrew Barth Feldman. That's exactly Mm -hmm. who it is. The kid's really good in that movie. A hell of a talent. But uh, she, you know, she wrote it, produced it, the whole deal. And she, she doesn't jam herself in there too much, just about the right amount. And she kills it every time. Really terrific. Well, that's why she has an Oscar. <clears throat> that's right. Oh, that's an Oscar winner. Big shot. It is an Oscar winner. I know. She's the one who fell all the way, on the way up to the stage in her, like, big ball Oh, down. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's and people so were tippy. like, that was so staged. I'm like, trust me, nobody <laughs> wants to fall in their big ball gown on the way to collecting their Oscar. <laughs> I suppose that is true. I, I would imagine that's probably right. Now, um, I do have to ask everybody, because I have not seen it yet, and I just, I really want to see this movie, but I'm wondering, oh my God, is this too heavy for me? The Sound of Freedom? Ah. Uh. Oh, everybody's like, oh. I was like, oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, you know, um, that, that's been pretty controversial. Yeah, It's a pretty I controversial suppose. because uh, some of the funding comes from people who have ties. Some, not all. Some of the ties are come from QAnon supporters. So, and they have adopted child trafficking, human trafficking as one of their sort of topics, issues, uh-huh. uh, which is extremely important. And right. it doesn't matter what you believe, everyone should be concerned about it. Um, but I think what happened is that you have some of the the producers on it, including Jim Caviezel, who are pretty strong in their beliefs, mm-hmm. doing some sometimes inflammatory interviews. I think oh, really? that that's what causes a lot of the issues. Yeah. Yeah, but 
Let's not have sex with children. What do you say? Oh, let's not. And, you know, let's not kidnap them and do horrific things. Um, What's most interesting to me about Sound of Freedom, though, is what they are doing. They're asking you to pay it forward. And at the end, they do kind of a call to action. And it's not like, hey, put um, money towards this charity. We're asking you to buy a ticket to somebody else for somebody else to go and see the movie so we can get the message across. And so what was happening in a lot of theaters is that maybe like a church or a charity group would buy Mm -hmm. out a theater and they would give away the tickets on Instagram or on social media, but not everyone would show up. So the show would be sold out and there'd be say 30 people in a 200 person seat theater. And people are saying, are they cooking the box office? So that's been a real kind of issue like are you counting bodies in the seats or are you just counting tickets sold and currently the model is tickets sold so you can technically buy out a theater and make it the box office look a little bit better than it than it actually is so how does a movie about saving children from bad guys how is it bad I mean, I don't know enough about the movie to have an opinion it's be, on it. Yet. It's because the people associated with our associates, not all, but some of them are associated with QAnon. You mean some of the people in the movie? Yeah, Jim Caviezel's a big QAnon believer. I didn't know that. Yeah. So what is actually, I, so I don't even know what QAnon, I know kind of what they are, but what is the deal? I mean, it. I think some people consider it a cult. Um, a lot of it started during the anti-vax movement oh, during okay. the pandemic. Um And it's tough because it's, you know, it's a movie that really talks about a difficult topic in a way that needs to be seen. A lot of people, no matter what they believe, um, have been very moved by it. But it it just gets complicated, as it always does, you know, with all the politics sort of creeping into everything that we do. Could we ever let that go? We're never going to let that go, are we? The politics. No, that's not. Those days are done. Honestly, we can't go back. You know what I I would like us to go back. Yeah, I would too. They won't. Social media, politicians, none of us will. They won't allow us to go back. It's at all. I did not uh, did not watch the debate last night because I don't. I have no interest in watching debates anyway. But um, I got up this morning and I saw Channel 5's coverage of um, you know the little readouts they do. They do a red line for the for the Republicans and they do a. I think a yellow line for the moderates, and then they do the blue line or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. And the thing goes up and down. And like, really? I mean, basically, you could, I know which words trigger. I could sit there and look at the screen and say, if I said this word, those lines, the red one would go up and the blue one would go down. I mean, why do they even bother with that? Mm. I don't get that. You know what I mean? Very, very extreme views by both parties right now. I don't really understand why they think that's good for America, but can we meet anywhere near the middle? Is that ever going to happen? Not possible. (laughs) It's just not going to happen, is it? No, it's sad that it's not. I mean, I would love to see moderate candidates, like, come out front and center and and try to unite people. Wouldn't it be nice? I don't think that that – it's not what the – the networks want because it doesn't right. draw eyeballs right. and things like right. that. There's a lot of money to be made in all of this. And, and, you know, it's even Donald Trump last night. He didn't want to stay away from being on TV and he did his interview with Tucker Carlson on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. So everybody has their PR strategy and game yeah. plan. in this. Well, that was kind of funny too, because I predicted we had a friend over and before we turned it on just to see, cause it was over, <clears throat> to see, you know, what had happened here, there, and everything. And he said, what do you think they're going to say? And I said, 
Uh, you're going to get a lot of coverage because it was on Fox, first of all, and they tend to be the, the conservative, whatever the hell they are. And I said, well, that's going to be there. And he goes, well, how do you think that CNN's going to handle it? I said, they won't even talk about it. They'll be talking about Trump getting arrested because he gets arrested today. And mm-hmm. we tuned in, and that's exactly what they were doing. They're, we talked about this, as a matter of fact, Jeff, Jeff's in studio with Jeff Ozer, in studio with us, Kristen Burt, calling in from Los Angeles. Um, but it, it's so predictable now that we're going to give you as much anxiety as we possibly can so you never tune out. Mm. Well, yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> listen, Donald Trump making sure to turn himself in today on Thursday is right. also a strategy. Absolutely. He not to go to the Republican debate. Right. And he knows how to, you know, grab his his fan base, his voter base, and make sure that they rally for support around him on the day after the debate, which should be the news day about the debate. So yeah, I don't know. everything is one big PR strategy. I, I see right through it coming from Hollywood because oh, yeah. yeah, everyone has a plan. Everyone has a strategy. But you could predict them as that, that's what I, I don't think I've ever watched a debate in my life because you can predict what they're going to say anyway. Right. Yeah. It's like celebrities do pap walks, paparazzi walks where they, you know, they call a paparazzi (laughs) and they're either promoting a product or they're just like showing their hand like I am married or nope, I'm not wearing my wedding ring. I we have broken up. Um, The royal family does it. The, you know, the politicians do it. It is so transparent. and, And especially the way people use social media these days, it's it's wild. You know, just put up a cryptic quote about something in your Instagram story and everyone's going to run and cover it. I suppose that's true. I, I, the, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I watched the pre prequel to the debate on both Fox and CNN because I don't watch them very much anymore. And I could tell you word for word what both of them were going to say. And they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, this is the most wonderful thing of all time. And my God, our people are so strong and they're so brilliant. My God, you turn the channel, it's like, these are the most evil human beings ever born. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but you settle down. You know what's wild, Tom, is that CNN is going to max. They are starting really? a CNN max channel 24-7 of breaking news. So what are they going to do with CNN? Because... Do, do people watch? I have heard that Fox and CNN's numbers are way down. You guys well, heard the a same lot thing? of us don't have cut the cord and don't have cable. So, oh, really? Uh, this yeah. is a way for for me to have C- access to CNN. I have access to CNN obviously on online, but I don't have access to the channel because I haven't had cable in twelve years. You know, what's also hilarious is you go into the underling channels. You know, like uh, there's like a Newsmax for the conservatives, and there's the I don't know, whatever the hell they are, MSNBC, that kind of deal. As you go lower down the the, the, the ladder, it gets more and more severe and worse because please watch us. We're going to do something really stupid and say something really outrageous because you got to please watch our show too. Like, oh, MSNBC God. has been begging for ratings oh, for they, 20 they years. Oh, they beg for ratings. Yeah, they're like carnival yeah. barking out there. <laughs> they yeah. are. It's mm-hmm. just like God. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, don't, don't listen to that. I mean, you want, watch the local news. They'll give you the best take you're going to get out of The national news is a complete waste of time in my I view. Agree. Associated Press is probably the best <clears throat> non-biased Reuters as well. Like, That'd be nice. To get the facts. Get the <laughs> facts, and then you make your own judgment call on how you feel about the situation. I guess so. So nobody, I, like I said, I, I don't, I haven't met one person so far since, from last night to this morning that watched the debates last night. 
Mm-mm. Not one. No, I didn't even know they were going on, to be I, honest. I mean, I'd heard rumblings of it, but I was like, I have no interest in that right. debate. I mean, obviously, when it gets a little closer to it, you know, the next 16 months, mm-hmm. maybe I'll watch. But a Republican debate when we're still how many months away? I mean, yeah. 19 months or 18 months? I don't know. It's so far well, out. Well, they'd have another one, the Democratic one, but they're not going to debate because they're going to run their guy. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd be doing the same damn yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't just pin one thing on either either the Democrats or the Republicans. They all do the same bullshit. It's just with a different angle. Mm-hmm. It's the same scammy crap it's always been. Ugh, I hate politicians. I've got to be honest with you. Jeff, <laughs> we know you do. <laughs> Jeff, you look like the candidate for the party party, if you ask me. Party yeah, party. Yeah, the party yeah. party. Yep. I'm all party party. Hair and all. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff walked in today. I was like, look at you, wearing jeans and a button-up shirt. Like, yeah, <laughs> all ready to yeah. rock, man. All dolled up. Yeah, and there's snap buttons, too, just in case oh, it needs to come yeah. off real oh, fast. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Show that The S viral on moment that's going to yeah. come in the show. <laughs> the big P on there for party party. There you go. Yeah. By viral, are you talking about disease now, are you there, Kristen? <laughs> no. Good. I'm glad to hear big that. Viral moment. <laughs> it's a big. Oh. <laughs> I get a cough. Now. I'm safely in my closet, as is Brit. So, so yeah, but you're both in the closet right now. That's a good yeah. thing. It all works yeah. on the end. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show, streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.